live from the Redeemer Radio 95.7 studios in the shadows of the Golden Dome, this is Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Notre Dame football is 8-0, ranked second in the country, recruiting taking a big boost this week football and basketball and the Irish on the bye today ahead of three games left in the regular season at North Carolina on Friday hosting Syracuse on December 5th and at Wake Forest on December 12th. Welcome to Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays, Notre Dame FCU where Bank does matter. I'm Angel DiCarlo joined as always by Kevin Downey. Notre Dame coming off a 45-31 win at Boston College last week. Won't be easy next week at North Carolina, Kevin. Uh, they have a really good offense, but overall, it's hard to find a lot of complaints about where the Irish stand right now. But uh, I guess we should quickly start mentioning the breaking news off the top. Florida State Clemson has been postponed for today. And uh, I'm quickly looking here. Neither team has a game scheduled on December 12th. Remember that Notre Dame Wake Forest game wasn't supposed to be December 12th. That was the game yep. that got moved. So I would assume Florida State Clemson, they will move to December 12th. I have not seen... The reason, if it was a Florida State issue or a Clemson issue, yeah. um, we'll try to get that update. But um, that could be a benefit for Notre Dame, right? Then Clemson doesn't have a bye week uh, before yeah, the ACC championship game. But it just goes to show you that <laughs> it's 2020. <laughs> yeah, nothing is guaranteed. There's been uh, case rises uh, throughout the country. Yeah. We're going into Thanksgiving week. Uh, it, it's it, it's going to be an interesting few weeks here down the stretch run and. There may be more in play than just what happens on the football field that determines, you know, who wins the ACC championship, who wins the national championship this year. Yeah, and hopefully they can obviously just uh, keep playing games. Um, you know, I have a bunch of little kids that are in uh, different youth sports, and I just tell them enjoy every game and every practice because really, especially this year, you don't know how many more um, you're going to get. So enjoy it. All right, on tap on this morning's show, our spotlight interview is – is with Notre Dame football team chaplain, Father Nate Wills, who gives us his unique perspective on the behind-the-scenes of this 2020 season. Next segment, we'll update our grades by position. I think they've probably changed quite a bit from when we gave them to you last uh, after the first four games, but we'll see. Ian Book playing really good football. We'll talk about that, of course. Uh, let's start with where Notre Dame does stand, though, right now, Kevin, at 8-0. Um, obviously, you're you're signing up for this at the beginning of the year because it meant you won every game and that meant you beat Clemson at this point too. Yeah. Um, what a way to start this season for Notre Dame to be in this position heading into the stretch run. Well, and they did a great job against Boston College. Um, like you said, a possible trap game. Just a, any sort of a letdown after such a big win against Clemson. Uh, but they, they stood up. And I think some of the things that are neat for me to watch as the season progresses are the different uh, personnel groups like wide receiver or defensive backs that I think keep elevating their play and get it better and better and better. And obviously that makes their team better. All right, let's hear from Ade Ogundeje, Irish captain and defensive lineman, what he said after the BC game about his message to the team about what's at stake during this bye week. ACC championship and national championship. And if we want to strive to get to there, we have to work on the little things. We have to work on the details. We got to go back into this bye week and really work on the things that we got to work on. And, you know, we got to tell the young kids that, and including myself and everybody else on the team. You know, we got to work on the little things, work on the details, so that we strive for that goal, that ACC championship and that national championship. Pretty straight, yeah. Pretty straightforward <laughs> there. And but 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 I think the biggest thing for me 
is these guys have Friday, Saturday. Here's the schedule for this week. They practiced on Tuesday and Wednesday. They lifted on Thursday. Uh, this was finals week at Notre Dame, so they had to make sure they, they took care of business in that regard. And then they got uh, yesterday, today, and tomorrow off back at practice uh, on Monday because it's a short week because they play North Carolina on Friday. And, of course, it's Thanksgiving on Thursday. They got to be smart in these three days. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the first time off. They're college kids. School's over. There is going to be a possibility they consider that they want to enjoy the weekend. Yeah. And if they do, that could be problems because they did not have problems coming out of the Clemson game. There are so many that feared the rushing on the field was going to cause a problem for the football it team. Outbreak, yeah. um, it did not cause an outbreak on the football team. Only one positive test happened in the week after the, the Clemson game. So that was very good news. Now you just got to keep things together. And I think that's kind of what they were hinting at, asking Ade about that, like mm-hmm. realizing, well, the little thing. He didn't talk about COVID, but the little things <laughs> probably are we got to be smart this week and not – you know, we can't go party. You can't. Yeah. They got it, it stinks. They can't enjoy themselves, right? They gotta like. They gotta be smart about it. Yeah, but this is again. They're, this is the the best team uh, <laughs> that that I've seen in a long time. They they have something special. So I think they have to give up three days. Um, You're saying it, it should be motivation enough yeah. to realize just Let's play just, just play uh, once in a lifetime opportunity PS4 and and be done with it and yeah. just enjoy enjoy. <laughs> Enjoy with your one roommate and 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 let's go pl- let's yeah. go play the games. Just rest and kind of heal up because that Clemson and Boston College game were pretty physical. So, yeah, I guess yeah, <laughs> fight the urge, rest and get ready. Well, you mentioned that Kyron Williams looked beat up. We saw him getting worked on in his shoulder. Mm-hmm. He came back in the game. Um, so I think they do need the rest. And then the real problem here for Notre Dame, Jared Pat- Patterson, starting center, uh, first reported by Tim Priester of Irish Illustrated. Injured his foot in the Boston College game, expected to miss the rest of the season. He actually played on that injured foot throughout the game. Um, Redshirt freshman Zeke Carell, redshirt freshman, could be the starting center. Or tackle Josh Lugg, who I don't know how much experience he's had taking reps at, at center. I mean, we know center is an extremely important position to have to throw somebody out there if they can't snap the football, you're in trouble. Oh, no, definitely. As a coach, I would be uh, really concerned about this. Um, just a center quarterback exchange. Uh, so even if you look at the Boston College game, you know, they had a couple of errant snaps, and it really, really cost them field position turnovers. And then this year, um, more than most, they don't just do shotgun snaps or just do under center. They do a mix of both. So you have a variable of um, – just the simple thing of center quarterback exchange. But I guess that's one good thing about the uh, bye week. Uh, honestly, though, that's probably my biggest concern if I'm Brian Kelly going into, um, well, I guess second, make sure the kids yeah. relax for three days. But then, um, yeah, that center component, that's huge. And then the whole season, it's, it's really uh, scary because, well, you know, everyone knows the offensive line has been uh, so good that, I mean, that's a key component. Yeah, you can't lose that chemistry, but you're right. Being in the bye week, it's a lot better than, hey, you only have a week to figure out what you're going to do at center. Now they actually they have a little bit more time. They got two extra practices, basically. Yeah. And who knows if they uh, alter that schedule in any way to get a little bit more work in on uh, Thursday or Friday. For sure. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Ian Book uh, 
whoever they decide. Then whoever the center. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, how about we work together on these couple days and, For sure. and get some things going together? All right. Speaking of uh, Ian Book, boy, you, you know, you have been saying. He's good. You've been saying for <laughs> he's a while. A winner. <laughs> he's a winner. He's good. Most people have been, come on, man. He's he's the he's okay, you know. Yeah. But boy, is he playing lights out uh really since I mean he played really good in the Clemson game, but mm-hmm. certainly picked it up at the end of that Clemson game with that uh game time drive. And then last week against Boston College. I mean, if that game was going to be in jeopardy, Ian Book made sure it was not with the way he played in that game. Well, yeah, he's consistently um, just a guy that makes a difference. I mean, he puts people away. And, again, they've won a lot with him. He does it by throwing, by running, um, scrambling, the whole deal. I, I, Yeah, again, just really impressed with him. And I think that there's a competitive part. You know, we talked about that when he – a couple years ago when he – went into that that bowl game there's something about Ian Book that I think is special I mean and obviously it's playing out this year but I think he's the spark that's special enough that it could be a, a really special year so what's the difference now that Ian Book is playing so well for maybe earlier in the year here's what Book and Coach Kelly were asked about that after last week's game here's what they had to say I wouldn't say anything you know anything crazy changed you know I'm just who I am every day and I just knew there was, you know, more for me. I knew I could take another step and watching film and it's just everything a little bit extra. It's the small details. I'm meeting with Coach Reese. I want to know why certain things are happening and it's starting to add up. And I think I'm just, you know, trying to take it to the next level. And um, I wouldn't put, you know, pinpoint one thing. I just think I'm just elevating at the right time. And uh, it's a whole bunch of things. It's chemistry, it's offense, it's, de- it's everything. And um, it's just happening at the right time right now. I feel really good about it, feel confident. And, you know, I couldn't do any of it without, you know, everybody on the offense. So it's definitely them, too. He's a unique player in that um, he has got great escapability, but he's also got a great sense of when to take off. Clearly, uh, the receiving core um, is is doing a great job. We're getting play now uh, from all of the receivers uh, are, are pitching in and this is what we needed to elevate the play. So he is going to benefit from that, but it starts with his command um, of the offense now. And you can see him just continue to grow uh, each and every week. And that's look, I think we've talked about this at at great length. When your quarterback is playing at a high level um, gives you a great chance um, to be a, a championship caliber football team. Ian books, Passing numbers maybe don't necessarily stand out, but this one does. One interception all season long. Yeah, That's incredible. Now, he only has 11 passing touchdowns. That number's a lot lower than you expect through through eight games for your quarterback. But one interception, that's an exceptional number of of trying to reduce. Now, he's got a couple fumbles. We, we know the big one, yeah. but he made up for that. Um, but the one interception, is that's really impressive. No, I, again, overall, he's he's really a, a special player to watch. And when the game's on the line, you know, he'll come up and make a play himself, either with his legs or throwing it, that makes a huge difference. And, and you say uh, with his legs, and he's done that a lot more the last two weeks, 67 yards versus Clemson, and then last week against Boston College, 85 yards on the ground and, and a touchdown as well. So he, he's definitely picking up his game. But again, Brian Kelly said this, and Ian Book talked about this in other questions, the Level of play from the wide receivers vastly improved <laughs> is a big reason why Ian Book 
is a better quarterback right now. Um, they're not dropping the ball, and <laughs> they were earlier. It's like to put it bluntly, <laughs> you're right. It's and and they're. I mean, while they've had some injuries with Kevin mm-hmm. Austin and uh, Brayton Lindsey, who li- Lindsey is expected to be back for the North Carolina game. Austin, of course, out for the year. Um, but you do have Ben Skoranek now healthy. Remember, he didn't catch a ball yeah. in the first three games of the season, first four games of the season, and he's now healthy. He's He's been really good for Notre Dame, the kid from Fort Wayne. Yeah, no, I think he's done a great job. I, You know, it's interesting, the people that have emerged, um, they're all big body guys, you know? I mean, yeah. Scrack, they say he's 6'2", but he, he just looks bigger. He plays bigger, and they use a lot of the multiple tight ends, and then even our, our uh, guy McKinley, you know, he's – it's exciting to see a group like that kind of step up, make plays, because um, that was clearly the missing uh, piece. Ben Skaronic, a Homestead High School alum, three touchdown catches last week, healthy to go. Ian Book and Brian Kelly talking about Skaronic's play. We'll start with Coach Kelly with some nice words that our uh, listeners on 106.3 in Northeast Indiana will enjoy. Yeah, he plays with an edge, you know. Yeah, those Fort Wayne guys, you know, they play with an edge. We've, we've been very fortunate with guys from Fort Wayne. Um, and and he just – he has a, certainly a, a skill set. Uh, he's got great size and length, and um, we like the matchups that we get with him, certainly in the red zone, as you can tell. Um, but, but he also plays with a swagger, and he wants the ball. And he reminded us when we – you know, we settled for a field goal that – he had a great matchup, and that's why we immediately came back to him the next time we got we got in the red zone. He's definitely one of my best friends here. Um, when he first got here, you know, I hosted him on his visit, and we became friends after that. And I just saw his work ethic from day one. You know, he was a flashcard guy, always studying. You know, he, he grew up, you know, watching Notre Dame. It's a dream come true for him, and he's finally here. And, you know, he's definitely making the most of it. So I'm just happy for him. And, you know, he's one of my best friends, but he's someone on the field, you know, once we – you know, uh, past those white lines that I trust, especially just to go up there and get it. He's got strong hands, faster than people think, and he can go up there and get it too. He can jump high. So it's awesome to have out there. I just feel comfortable with him, and I'm glad his hard work is paying off, and there's more to come for him for sure. I mean, he, he really has played well. I think a biggest compliment is Ian Book saying he's one of my best friends. They yeah, barely known each other. He just got here. So that shows you uh, the level of respect that Ian must have for him. Yeah, and again, he does have an edge. Like one of those catches that he had in the end zone where there's a defender's arm in between and he still came down with it. Um, yeah, I mean, he he really does fight for it. And he's a physical blocker too. 14 catches, five touchdowns, nine of those catches in the last two weeks, including three touchdowns uh, last week. So definitely uh, playing some really good football. Big thank you to Tyrac for all their support of our internship program that we run with students from St. Joseph and Marion High Schools here in Michiana. The students receiving practical college-level internship experience. Helping out with our broadcast of high school football wouldn't be possible without the underwriting support from the folks at Tyrac. More tires, great prices. Visit Tyrac. And high school football from last night. Congratulations to Lures on a thrilling come from behind win last night. Down 22 to nothing to Pioneer. Lures rallied to beat Pioneer 42 to 34 in semi-state. Lures will now face Western Boone Friday at 11 a.m. at Lucas Oil Stadium in the 2A state finals. You can hear that game on Redeemer Radio 106.3 FM in Northeast Indiana on Friday as well as it'll be streaming 
at RedeemerRadio.com. Meanwhile, great season came to an end for the Marion football team as they fell 18-13 to Chittard in the 3A semi-state last night. The Knights were so close to pulling off the win, but unable to get that go-ahead touchdown in the final minutes. Their great run comes to an end. And today... Busy day, busy 24 hours for sports here at Redeemer Radio as Marion and St. Joe girls basketball coming up at noon. We'll broadcast the game on 95.7 and uh, RedeemerRadio.com. We'll also have a video stream of the game at Facebook.com slash 95.7 sports. The next scheduled broadcast on 106.3 for basketball is Dwinger and Columbia City girls on Tuesday, December 1st. So, uh, busy, busy time as we make that transition from football to basketball. But congratulations again to Lures on, uh, wow, 22 nothing, and you come back and win. If there's a program you expect to do that, it's Lures, right, uh, yeah. with their tradition. But that's really impressive to see, so congratulations to them. Yeah, and what a great year. You know, going into it, they I guess they weren't as high of expectations as usual. They must have had a lot of young guys. But, yeah, that tradition, they came through in a state championship Thanksgiving, that's special. It's almost like normal. Yeah, it, right. <laughs> Actually, though, they haven't been there in a bit, so it's a it's a big deal for them, and mm-hmm. and and hopefully, best of luck to them. They can come away with a state title coming up next week. All right, coming up, Notre Dame football chaplain Father Nate Wills is our special guest, and up next, we're going position by position with our grades. Eight games into the season, we'll see how maybe those grades have changed from the four game mark. Notre Dame FCU's Irish Sports Saturdays is back right after this. What's the difference between Notre Dame Federal Credit Union and a bank? Well, banks are owned by investors looking to make a profit. Notre Dame FCU is different. We are a not-for-profit member-owned cooperative. Our mission is to help our members improve their lives by providing products and services to save them money. If we end up with too much money ourselves, we simply give it away to our members' favorite charities. Last year, over a million dollars. You already share our values. Why not share in our benefits? Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. Support for programming on Redeemer Radio is provided by the DeNicola Center for Ethics and Culture at the University of Notre Dame. The DeNicola Center is committed to sharing the richness of the Catholic moral and intellectual tradition, both on campus and in the wider public square. Learn more about the DeNicola Center and see our schedule of upcoming conferences, lectures, and events at ethicscenter.nd.edu. For almost 100 years, Elkhart Bedding has been making quality sleep sets in Elkhart, Indiana. And by selling direct to the public in their factory showroom, Elkhart Bedding has been able to sell their customers mattresses and foundations with the same materials and construction as the national brands. The only difference is, by buying factory direct, you don't pay for warehouses and middlemen and end up with a considerable savings. Elkhart Bedding is located at 2124 Sterling Avenue and at ElkhartBedding.com. Participating in sports at our area Catholic schools develops important character traits and lifelong values in children. Through an endowment with the Catholic Community Foundation of Northeast Indiana, you can keep programs like these alive. If you're interested in creating a fund or would like professional planned giving services so you can leave a legacy for future generations, call the Catholic Community Foundation today at 260-399-1436. Are you feeling sandwiched between caring for aging parents while still raising children? If so, join me, Chris Godfrey, every Monday afternoon at 1230 for my new show, The Sandwich Generation. 
Every week I'll have conversations with experts and friends on this important calling. Being sandwiched is a great opportunity for growing on our friendship with God. So tune in for good advice and inspiration every Monday afternoon at 1230 or listen anytime at RedeemerRadio.com slash sandwich. Welcome back on Redeemer Radio. Angel DiCarlo alongside Kevin Downey. This is Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Notre Dame 8-0 on the season on the bye this week. They will play uh, at North Carolina on Friday, on Black Friday, day after Thanksgiving. So the Irish will travel down there, play North Carolina. They'll head down. It's a 3.30 kickoff, so they'll head down on Thanksgiving uh, night for that, that game next Friday night. Uh, North Carolina 6-2 on the season, so that would be a pretty good game. They have a really good offense. We'll talk about that towards the end of the show. Okay, let's look at um, our grades position by position, something that we like to do at these benchmark moments, you know, fourth game, eighth game, last game, um, and I think they may alter a little bit. I'm interested to see if your grades have altered. Mine have. Um, for quarterback, we talked a lot about Ian Booker but through four games, you had uh, the quarterback play at B plus. I had it at B. What do you say now? I would say A for sure. Um, I would say A plus, but you know he he has had a couple fumbles. <laughs> They've recovered from it, but um, and again, you don't know all the the stuff that he's being taught as far as reads. He just seems to to make good decisions and. Uh, He's the spark. He's the difference maker. So A for sure. I I say A minus only for this reason. The first four games count. Mm-hmm. You know that's yeah. part of the evaluation. I'm going to count the last two games a lot more. Yeah. Especially the one against Clemson the most. Um. And then I reserve A plus for Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> so, uh, okay. <laughs> a plus is the Trevor Lawrence level. Yeah. All due respect to Ian, he is not Trevor Lawrence. So the highest I think he can get to is A. Yeah. Now if he beats Trevor Lawrence in the ACC championship game, maybe, then he can steal the plus. Then maybe he can get the plus. So uh, that's where I'm at. Uh, running backs, you had A. Um, I had A minus. What do you say now? I, I say A, um, and again, Williams is really kind of shown through, but the exciting part about that position is uh, not just a vast improvement from last year, but there's three of them. You know, you, you have Sebo Flemster, you have um, Chris Tyree, like, they have some depth, um, and Williams is the most complete, but wow, um, yeah, just impressive, <laughs> to be honest with you, that's that's one of the big differences. I'm I'm gonna still stick with a minus just because um I don't know I I feel like there's still a next level to get to to be an A or an A plus so I'm gonna stick with a minus but that's obviously a really good grade yeah all right wide receivers this will be an interesting one you had D I had D minus through four games they definitely earned that uh now through eight games now remember you still gotta go the whole season no, I know what do you got. I went with B. I think they're good, but only, I guess, <laughs> focusing on the last two games mainly. <laughs> you know, you're only as good as your last game. Those guys, um, I still kind of hold my breath when it's thrown to some people, but, you know, they're catching it. And, again, the neat part about this team, uh, their strengths still remain their strengths. However, it's those those uh, position groups or people that needed to step up that have lately. So wide receivers, a huge, huge um, improvement. Throughout the course of the year, the last two games, again, they're making they're making plays. All right, I had them at a D minus. So I mean, yeah. as close to flunking as you can get without flunking. I'm happy I didn't give them an F. Um, <laughs> I put them at a B minus. I just feel yeah. it evens out a little bit. I I think you could definitely say the last the last two games they've been an A. 
Yeah. I mean, the last two games, they've been an A, but the rest of the season counts. If you talk about most improved, if we were putting this on a yeah. most improved scale, no question, this is the position group that that is most improved. I say a B minus. If you would have told us after four games, we'd be grading the wide receivers at a B and a B minus. I mean, it's throw- an amazing turnaround. It It is remarkable, and hopefully they can continue that going here because they're going to need that that that's been the difference in this it makes it more complete yeah it's not just stop the run it's exactly have a threat all right uh tight ends you had them at an a through four games i had them a b plus what do you say now i I still think a i think the neat thing about that position again would be the depth there's three guys that have different skill sets that all make uh, a big difference to be honest i yeah i'm I'm really impressed with it you know i have them at a b um Mm -hmm. I, well, they're you're a really tough grader, Ange. I am a tough grader, um, in, except for with my student interns. Apparently, um, <laughs> they all did really well. Hint, hint. But none of them are. <laughs> if they're listening, more power to them. Um, he, I, I guess I, I agree. They're really good. Yeah. I just. I guess I expect more production, um, a little bit more than they've gotten so far. That's just me. I mean, Tremble, yeah. I feel, has been a little bit banged up too, but he's done. Awesome job in the blocking game as well. Mm-hmm. So kudos in that regard. I, I don't know. Maybe it's because I grade tight ends like. You have a higher standard for the Notre Dame tight end? Yeah. I mean, that is a position that Notre Dame always has a great player in. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him a higher standard in that regard. Offensive line, this one I think is pretty straightforward. You had him in A. I had him in A-. minus. What do you say now? Uh, I say an A, but I, I will say it with a huge question mark. With, with the center now being out, um, Again, the, the yeah, coach in me just – if I'm going to be nervous about anything, I'm going to be nervous about uh, that position and just the simple act of center quarterback exchange. Well, they're an A right now. Yeah, and uh, with the, a question mark. And the hope is that they don't drop below that over these last three games, but that's a possibility with Jared Paradison out, no question about it. Well, and again, they have depth. Uh, they do a great job as a program for sure in recent history with – um, offensive line recruiting, so it's not like the the sky's falling. But man, I would be concerned about the center position. Of, you know. of course, we waste too much time on the offense. Let's go to the defense. You had the defensive line at an A minus. I had them at a B plus. What do you say now? I'd say an A. I think they're even better than they were uh, at the midpoint or four games in. I, I'm going to say A minus. I upgraded. I have B plus, but I'm going to go A A A minus. I think the rotation has been really good. Yeah. That that that's kept guys fresh. And healthy, yep. and I think that's been critical. Linebackers, you had them at an A minus. I had them at a B plus. What do you say now? I say an A. And you mentioned rotation. I don't know if I've seen a um, a defense play up to six different linebackers. Like they rotate their linebackers now too, and I think that makes a huge difference. They're always uh, really fresh, and you know, different people step in and make plays. I, I think it, it's a big advantage. And again, looking at last year. Man, that was not a great, <laughs> a great uh, position group. So those guys really did step up. I have them at an A minus, upgrading them up from B plus. I I think they're trending towards an A for sure with the way they're playing. Uh, led by Jeremiah Wusu Kormaro, who's gonna be a first round pick. He's been uh, electric for this team. Mm-hmm. Secondary, you had him at a B. I had him at B plus. What do you say now? Uh, I say B plus, and honestly, it's kind of like the wide receiver uh, segment. They made a lot of plays, a lot of good pass breakups uh, against uh, Boston College, and I guess they, uh, when the ball goes up, I still cringe a little bit, 
but man, they are making plays. In the past two games, again, they have improved and just done a really, really good job. I I actually downgraded them to a B. This is this is the certainly the weak point of the defense. Um, and also, I think de- we talk about depth. Yeah. At the other two positions, they got nothing at in the secondary. <laughs> I mean, they're one injury away from well. playing playing a guy who has not played because yeah. they, they don't really have uh, much depth at all. So I think that – I mean, depth counts in this, so I, I put them at a B. Um, all right, real quick, rapid fire here. Special teams, you have B+. Plus, I have B. What do you say now? A B plus. They're good. All right, I say B. They've been all right. Uh, coaching, you had them at an A. What do you say now? I say an A, man. Number two in the country. Eight no. Uh I had him at a B. A lot of that was because of the COVID stuff, like right? Yeah. You could yeah. so now I gotta put him at an A for sure. I mean, the, obviously, they're eight and no. Uh overall, you had him at an A. What I had him at a B plus. What do you say now? It's A. They're they're really good. Fun team to watch and they keep getting better. I'm giving them an A plus. You're eight no, you Whoa. beat Clemson. Hey, right now you're eight no. That <laughs> <laughs> you can't be better than what they're doing true, right now. True. So I'll give them an A plus overall right now as a team. All right. Uh be sure to tune in on Mondays at twelve thirty here on Redeemer Radio for new episodes of the Sandwich Generation with Chris Goffrey. Chris, a South Bend attorney and former Super Bowl champion offensive lineman with the New York Giants. He dives into important everyday topics for those that need help uh raising or excuse me those helping their aging parents while raising their own children at the same time the sandwich generation new episodes mondays at 12 30 here on redeemer radio all right coming up it's been a big week for notre dame recruiting in both basketball and football and up next notre dame football team chaplain father nate wills is our special guest he discusses how covid restrictions has affected his role and gives us a behind the scenes look at the 2020 irish football team notre dame federal credit union's irish sports saturdays is back with that interview right after this on redeemer radio do you own popular index mutual funds or etfs if so you're automatically owned shares of companies that conflict with your moral beliefs Ave Maria Mutual Funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors can invest in the no-load Ave Maria Mutual Funds. The experienced professional portfolio managers make decisions based on investment fundamentals and pro-life values. You can learn more about Ave Maria Mutual Funds today at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Imagine a world with no poverty, a world where everyone has food to eat, clothes to wear, and is able to make rent each month. The St. Vincent de Paul Society is working towards that goal. We are committed to ending poverty by serving our community one neighbor at a time. We have seen the power one person can have on those we serve. Join us in the fight against poverty. Visit svdpsb.org or call 234-6000 for more information. A new season of high school basketball on Redeemer Radio begins this Saturday at noon with Marion and St. Joe in our Girls Basketball Spotlight game. What a way to tip off our coverage than with the Holy War on the hardwood. Join Bob Berger and me, Angel DiCarlo, for all the action. We'll have a video stream for you at facebook.com slash 957sports. And as always, you can listen wherever you're listening right now. St. Joe and Marion Girls Hoops, Saturday at noon on Redeemer Radio. We know you like football, so do we. 
We're TireRack.com, and this is our version of a two-minute drill, except it's only 30 seconds. TireRack.com has an enormous selection of tires. Not sure which ones to buy? Use our tire decision guide to find the right tires for your vehicle and the way you drive. Then get them shipped fast and free on all orders over $50. Shipping is in as little as one day, free. TireRack.com ships to independent, recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Touchdown! Does debt have you down? Are you worried about your credit cards, your mortgage, or keeping your car? Notre Dame Federal Credit Union can help. Our people are trained to be financial physicians. They can give you a checkup, help you to heal, and stay healthy. Don't be embarrassed. It's why we exist. When your body is sick, you go see a doctor. When your finances are sick, you go see the friendly folks at Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. You already share our values. Why not share in our benefits? Welcome back on Irish Sports Saturdays, Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Angel DiCarlo, Kevin Downey back with you. Want to give a shout-out and prayers to former Notre Dame football coach Lou Holtz. It was announced this week that the 83-year-old Irish legend currently battling COVID-19. We pray for a speedy recovery for the man who last brought Notre Dame a national championship and was recently awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Get well soon. Coach Holtz. Well, and such a great man and, and obviously a great coach, and he loved Notre Dame. Um, so, yeah, hopefully he just gets better. I, I know 83 is in that age range where it's problematic, but Lou Holtz is about in, as good of a shape for an 83-year-old. I imagine he's been he's still been golfing as much as he possibly can. Um, so I, if, if he's – and he's always he's been a, a fighter. fighter. <laughs> he is a fighter. So uh, – uh, hopefully uh, things uh, go well for Coach Holtz and we'll continue to keep him in our prayers. All right, Father Nate Wills is our special guest this week on our Focus on Faith interview. The team chaplain for the Notre Dame football team started in that role in 2018 alongside Father Mark Thiessing. Now, Father Nate, the only team chaplain starting this year. You hear his voice at the end of our show each week with our prayer. He's a congregation of Holy Cross priests and Notre Dame alum, director of the Blended Learning Initiatives at the Alliance of Catholic Education at Notre Dame. And no question 2020 has been unique, and that's where we start our conversation. Here's Focus on Faith with Irish football team chaplain, Father Nate Wills. Obviously, 2020 is different in, in every way for every aspect, and especially uh, it's been for the football team. And I imagine for you as the team chaplain, mm -hmm. it, it's been very different. Kind of take us through some of the obstacles, the differences that, that have been in play this year for you as, the, as team chaplain. Yeah, it's been just a a challenging year for everybody, certainly. But, um, you know, the football team is uh, so resilient, and these guys are, are used to uh, putting aside their own, you know, kind of personal, um, you know, like, well, I don't, I don't really feel like doing that. It's just not in their, their vocabulary, right? So, I mean, we end up COVID testing four times a week, which is just – you know, it makes for some early mornings and, you know, and, and just part of something we do to, to keep each other safe. And, you know, I think some of the community building hasn't been possible this year. I mean, normally they do camp at the beginning of the season down at uh, Culver and that wasn't possible this year. So I think some of the the coaches are missing those opportunities to connect with the guys and the players are missing opportunities to connect with each other in a, a deeper way. So I think they've really had to be intentional about forming 
uh, friendships, and uh, they uh, I've heard a lot uh, around you know the uh, the guys this this year. Um, they talk about FTB for the brotherhood, and I think that's important to them not only in terms of building uh, a sense of brotherhood among each other, but also in terms of solidarity. And you know there there was uh, there's a number of guys on our team who were just really. Um, deeply affected by the the Black Lives Matter movement, and you know, and and they, they had a march this summer that I was able to participate in, and it was amazing to see the solidarity uh, with one another, in in that mo- moment. And I mean, it's posed some challenges for me, and just in terms of you know, I, I one of my favorite thing is you know hanging out. Um, for away games, there's just a lot of downtime, so you get a chance to talk to coaches and uh, support staff and everything, and there's just not a lot of opportunities to do that. Uh, it is kind of fun though. We've we've kept something of a bubble when we travel, and so they've asked for volunteers uh, from the people who travel um, to serve meals, and uh, so I've done that, and <laughs> you know, I've never done this in the past, and it's really been really great. I mean. Just kind of fun, and especially in the the morning meal, just kind of getting the guys going. Like, don't you want some oatmeal? Oh, this is great oatmeal. Uh, so it's it's been a lot of fun. Um, in terms of praying with the guys, it's you know it's been pretty normal. I would say the mass that we have together and um, opportunities to pray has been just wonderful. And I continue to be amazed by the depth of faith of the guys on the team. I I, I want to ask you about mass because obviously that was oh that's always been. A, a must component mm-hmm. for Notre Dame football, but obviously it's different, right? You know, got to have social distancing. Where do you have it sometimes? So take us through how mass has been happening both home and away yeah. here in 2020 compared to the way you guys used to do it. So it's pretty similar in some ways. The first two weeks, um, we actually set up mass in the indoor practice facility, which was really cool um, to actually have uh, mass on a field. Um, and it, it was, it was cool. There's like a picture, a couple of pictures on my Instagram on that, of that. And, uh, it was beautiful. Um, we put a, a huge, uh, image of the cross on the, the big, uh, screen, uh, behind the altar. And, um, but it was hard. It was hard. I mean, all you could hear was my voice booming over this really substantial sound system in there. <laughs> and I was like, the Lord be with you. And they're like, I couldn't hear any responses. So it was fine. Um, but we've ended up moving it into the um, the auditorium of the Goog, um, the the football building. And um, that's where we normally do it. The only thing that's uh, changed is for home games when we dress more guys. We'll have um, half the team in that auditorium and then another half um, watching on closed circuit in um, a cafeteria upstairs. So, um, And then we send a, a Eucharistic minister up there to... Um, to give the guys the Eucharist. What about going over the Basilica? Is that not happening anymore? No, they haven't done that for several years. Okay, um, I, I, yeah. I guess I didn't realize that. I forgot about that. Since I've been the chaplain, they haven't done that. I, I think they moved away from that maybe four years ago. Okay. Um, and a number of folks talk about missing that, um, and, you know, among the coaches and folks who have been around. Uh, but yeah, they and we always do mass the day before. So even on an away game, we'll do mass before we fly out. Okay, so it's still being done here. So yes. you guys have the same routine every time. So yep. that makes sense. Yep. Uh, Father Nate Wills, team chaplain for the Notre Dame football team, joining us here on Focus on Faith on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Now you're the only team chaplain this year. Father Mark Thiesing was doing it for a long time. You joined him uh, uh, recently mm-hmm. and just the only one this year. So how has that changed things being kind of 
the the only uh, chaplain for you. Yeah, it's been a lot more travel <laughs> and a lot of. Uh, I, you know, I think I'm 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 about out of homilies for the guys. No, it's it's uh, it's it's been um, it's been a really great blessing. Um, you know, Father Mark was such a great uh, mentor for me to to kind of show me the ropes and also to like let me do my own thing. He uh, he's amazing. He's an amazing magician. So he did you know like little like cool card tricks and stuff for all the student managers and the sidelines, and he would do it for the flight attendants on our flights and everything and. And when I came on board, they they were like, "So what do you do?" I'm like, "I don't, I don't do anything." <laughs> I, t- I told the flight attendants, "If you, if you bring me food, I'll make it disappear." But that's <laughs> that's about the only magic I do. And so, um, but it's it's been you know the best part about it has clearly been um, the opportunities to get to know folks, um, the the players, the student athletes, um, and the coaches, and and everybody in the organization more deeply, and and just to um, you know, they expressed a, a desire to have a consistent voice. Um, so I don't know. I'm hoping I'm providing that. I'm, I'm, you know, using my background in education to to try to teach and uh, to catechize as well a little bit. And uh, it's been it's been great. And uh, and I, I think, you know, despite the craziness of 2020, it seems like it's been going pretty well. You know, one of the traditions is the the saint of the week, and you mentioned Instagram before, Ed. It, you've you've kind of created that uh, pray like a champion today uh, Instagram handle yep. to, to really showcase the saint of the week. Tell us about the the idea. Well, first of all, explain what, what the process was with the saint of the week, what you guys did, yeah. and, and then how you've now tried to expand it to let the whole fan base know in addition to just the players. Yeah. So this is a tradition that goes way back, um, probably to the seventies, maybe even earlier of giving, um, student athletes a medal and it's not just football this is done in in basketball and you know and a, a ton of a ton of other sports i know um fencing does this as well so you know there's a lot of different opportunities for students to encounter the saints um on a week-to-week basis and so um we always you know towards the end of mass i um uh, bless the medals and you know i've had some friends ask like well, so who's the saint of the week and you know i'll tell them and then i thought gosh you know i should you just share this with people more broadly because there's an opportunity to, um, you know, to get to know more saints and um, to really pray with them um, together. So I, I jumped into the, the the world of Instagram, and uh, I've never felt older than when I tried. <laughs> You're to, not that old. I know, but it's, You're only 43. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh, what am I doing? They're like, no, no, you have to add the hashtags. I'm like, oh, okay, fine. Um, but every week, so I'll take a— I'll take a photo of the saint of the week, sometimes include a little bit about their life, usually just kind of one line. And then in some cases, I've included like little prayers and things like that. Um, and I'll have a, a player hold the um, the holy medal on the sideline and take an image, uh, take a picture of that. And uh, it's it's been great. It's been an opportunity to invite people into that, um, to let them know that, that really this is... Um, there's, you know, as much as we're trying to cultivate the mind of these student athletes and, you know, as students at Notre Dame, and certainly, um, you know, their physical nature as well as we're trying to help them to grow, we're also trying to help them grow spiritually and closer to the Lord um, as we're giving them images of, of the saints. And, you know, I mean, you know, uh, probably about 60% of our team are non-Catholics, and I've, I've been really you know, explicit with them of like, hey, look, this is somebody we pray through, you know, and, and we 
that brings us closer to Jesus Christ through their example and witness. And it's for inspiration, you know, and, and, and to ask their intercession in our lives. We're not praying to them. And uh, I think they've really gotten on board with that. And um, we pray a litany of the Blessed Virgin Mary uh, uh, at the end of all of our Masses. And I've explained the difference between, you know, when we talk to God, it's have mercy on us. When we talk, to, you know, we're talking about Mary and, and these different names in the litany, we say pray for us as asking her intercession. So, yeah, it's it's kind of a process of helping them learn and um, and really inviting them into the lives of the saints. All right, so if you want to know the Saints of the Week each week, uh, follow uh, Father Nate on Instagram, Pray Like a Champion Today. Wait, good job uh, getting a hold of that uh, Instagram handle. That's a, that's a good one. Father Nate Wills joining us here on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Notre Dame football on the bye this week, but of course we're still chatting about the undefeated Irish. So uh, how much fun? Has it been to be with this group this year, seeing what they're doing? I know the Clemson game, there's not – 80,000 fans as you're on the field with them, but um, what has it been like being being around this group this year, seeing seeing this undefeated season so far? Yeah, it sure felt like it at the Clemson game, by the way. Um, there were the, the fans who were there were just raucous, and, and they were excited. And, you know, it's it's been awesome. It's been amazing and, and inspiring to see the hard work that the players have put in, which is, you know, normal for them in any season. But really to see them come together as a group, to see the student-athletes who've led in such beautiful ways, who've been um, really um, great witnesses, not only in their actions and in their brotherhood, but also in their faith. I I think that's been just awesome to see. Um, The guys are excited, you know, and there have been a lot of opportunities where second and third string guys have gotten in this year. And that's amazing. I and mean, that that's always a fun moment because you can see them all just going nuts for each other on the sidelines. And it, it, it's been great. And, you know, last weekend at Boston College where there were no fans was super weird. Just really strange to, you know, they they were pumping in crowd music and it was really weird. And and, and I, but I think the guys, it invites you to uh, to say, like, what's really important in this moment? And maybe this is the story of COVID in general, Right of all of us saying, okay, there's a lot of nice-to-dos and some have-to-dos in life. And we don't get to do the nice-to-dos. Um, we're just stuck with what's really, truly important to all of us. And um, and I think they've come down to, like, look, um, doing our best and and growing as, uh, as players, as young men, uh, you know, um, and as disciples of Christ is really important to us. So, I think it's it's been inspiring to see um, and to see them come together. You mentioned COVID, and obviously uh, you battled COVID yeah. early on. Yeah, and and you were kind of one of the first people to go. Oh wait, you know, and everyone's requesting you for an interview. If you had, if you got it now, probably not that many would be right. Well, I right. would, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but has that given you um, a perspective to be able to use with the football team? Or and with others um, that has helped guide you over the last, uh, unfortunately, six months, seven, eight months. Yeah, I had it back in March, and um, you know, I, I think, I think I understand some of the uncertainty around it. I mean, it, it was a little bit different back at that time because, like, people were just ending up on ventilators, and you know, they didn't really have as much of a sense as how to treat COVID um, as they do now. Look, I think I think the big uh, takeaway for me has been um, 
uncertainty, right? Like, and lack of control, which none of us do really well with, right? Uh, but I think, you know, there are students in my dorm who had to go into quarantine the week before the Clemson game, and they were frustrated like heck, you know, and just they couldn't believe they were going to miss this, and then they saw the game and they were even more angry. Um, but this is really a, a moment, I think, where we all have to to see our interdependence. You know, when um, St. Paul talks about the mystical body of Christ, where, you know, if, if one part of your body hurts, the whole thing hurts, right? And you, you can't say, you know, the finger can't say, you know, I, I'm, I'm doing my own thing today. You know, and it's just, it, we're all interdependent. And I think we've realized that more and more that our own actions have consequences, not just locally, but globally. And so I'm, I'm hopeful that um, there's going to be a whole generation of people who I think are thinking of others and are other-centered in, in a deeper way because of this experience. Father Nate, thank you very much. Uh, we'll be sure to have you on next year when you finally get to talk about your Wisconsin Badger fandom as well. We're supposed <laughs> to have you on this year to talk about that, but unfortunately we lost it. But we'll put you on the spot. We'll let you wait a little bit longer to, to have to explain how you'll be, which side you'll be pulling for in that game. <laughs> Sounds good. He's a Wisconsin fan, by the way. No oh boy. <laughs> so that'd be fun for him next year. Uh, okay, so uh, very great interview. Great insight from Father Nate Wills. Always great to have him on. Yeah. Um, again, I think it's interesting with the uh, whole COVID thing in 2020. Um, it's neat, his perspective that you'd think of others, because I feel, <laughs> at least personally, like, you know, kind of hidden away and just, uh, I don't know. I guess it's a, it's an interesting perspective, but... Again, that's that's why he's a priest, <laughs> and I'm a former football coach. <laughs> uh, pray like a champion, by the way. That's got to be one of the better Instagram uh, handles that, that you could come up with. That, that, that's good work by him. Uh, and thanks again to Father Nate Wells. Our Notre Dame Federal Credit Union has become the bank of choice for a great many Catholic parishes and schools in our listening area. This fall, Notre Dame FCU will once again provide hundreds of thousands of dollars to support these partners, including another 70000 for the Marion Knights. Does your bank do that? Notre Dame Federal Credit Union, you're a share of values. Why not share in our benefits? Coming up, Friday's game at North Carolina will not be easy. They have a really good offense. We'll talk about that, preview the game, and give our predictions. Plus, big recruiting week for Notre Dame, an update on where that all stands when we return on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays on Redeemer Radio. Hi, this is Tony Catanzari for Catanzari Financial Services. We are proud to bring you this message and invitation from the legendary Lou Holtz. For victory in life, we've got to keep focused on the goal, and the goal is heaven. The key to winning is choosing to do God's will and love others with all you've got. Sacrifice, discipline, and prayer are essential. We gain strength through God's word, we receive grace from the sacraments. And when we fumble due to sin and it's going to happen, confession puts us back on the field. So if you haven't been going to Mass Weekly, get back in the game. We're saving your seat on the starting bench this Sunday. What a great message from Lou. When it comes down to it, this is all about family values for us at Catanzari Financial Services, and I bet for you too. If you would like to develop a retirement plan that reflects your family values, email me directly at tony at for a complimentary consultation or visit catanzaritefinancial.com for more information. Securities and advisory services offered through Harbor Investment, Inc., member SIPC. We know you like football. So do we. We're TireRack.com, and this is our version of a two-minute drill, except it's only 30 seconds. TireRack.com has an enormous selection of tires. Not sure which ones to buy? Use our tire decision guide to find the right tires for your vehicle 
vehicle and the way you drive. Then get them shipped fast and free on all orders over $50. Shipping is in as little as one day, free. TireRack.com ships to independent, recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Touchdown! Indiana Physical Therapy is your choice in Northern Indiana. We treat all walks of life, from peewees to professionals, Olympians, and those in between. You can schedule at one of our 17 locations without a doctor's order, and we communicate with your physician. We accept all insurance plans and have the highest credentialed and reputable staff. Open 7 to 7 to schedule the same day you call. IPT gets you back to work, life, and play. Indiana Physical Therapy. Call 209-2464 or indianapt.com. Welcome to Tom's Car Care Center. Thanks. I'm here for an oil change. How long do you think it'll take? You need to finish up some work and then stop and pick up lunch somewhere. Well, if you need to work, we have free Wi-Fi here at Tom's Car Care. And our Coffee Spot Cafe has great choices from soups to sandwiches, salads and wraps, and a great place to sit down and enjoy your food. Really? I can do all that here at Tom's Car Care? Sure. You can even run your car through the Waterworks Car Wash after we're done. Wow, what a time saver. Thank you. Tom's Car Care has it all. Tom's Car Care. The Coffee Spot Cafe and the Waterworks Car Wash, located at 3201 Sugar Maple Lane in South Bend. Welcome back on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. I'm Angela Carl alongside Kevin Downey. No game for the Irish this week. They'll play at North Carolina on Friday. Updating things on Clemson-Florida State game that got postponed today. Clemson was already in Tallahassee, as you expect, because the game was scheduled for noon. Apparently, the two medical teams couldn't agree on terms um, to play the game. I, I don't want to speculate. There's some speculation as to what was out there, but Matt Fortuna from The Athletic reported that Clemson offered to play the game tomorrow or Monday to give more time uh, to figure the situation out between the medical teams, and Florida State said no. Hmm. So we'll see what comes out with it. Uh, comes out of it. I'm not going to speculate on some of the other stuff that's out there as to why it's being postponed, but it it's COVID-related, I think, in some form, but uh, we'll just leave it at that. We'll see if they play December 12th in the makeup game. That would make sense. Neither team is scheduled to play that week. Um Wanted to give a recruiting update because it's been a big week for Notre Dame. Um, both basketball and football. Um, basketball side, really neat locally here in South Bend. Uh, Blake Wesley from uh, Riley High School. J.R. Kinesi from St. Joe. Both headed to Notre Dame. They're going to play each other on Redeemer Radio 95.7 uh, on December 18th, by the way. A little plug there. Nice. Um, and uh, so congratulations to both of them. Really neat uh, to have two local kids go to Notre Dame. And then football, what a week. Four-star Philip Riley on Monday, three-star kicker Josh Bryan on Tuesday, three-star linebacker Kahunu Kia on Thursday. I probably butchered that. Three-star offensive lineman Caleb Johnson on Thursday. So four um, recruits this week. That ha- that helps when you beat Clemson, right? Yeah, I mean- <laughs> success breeds success for sure. So uh, that definitely helps. Um, all right, uh, real quick, uh, Brian Kelly reached 100 wins. Um, yeah. In his Notre Dame career versus Boston College, now 137 in his 11th season. Ties him with Lou Holtz for second most wins. He's only five wins away from uh, tying Newt Rockney, six away from beating him. Do you know what it would take to get six wins this year? National championship. That's correct. So <laughs> he'd get, the, tell you what, if he passes Newt Rockney this year, he's getting that statue. I'd just like to point that out. If he passes Newt Rockney this year. 
If he doesn't pass Newt Rockney yeah, this year. If he wins a national championship, yeah. yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. I if he you. passes Newt Rockney this year. <laughs> um, all right, Notre Dame and North Carolina coming up on Friday. Uh, North Carolina 6-2 and two on the season. They have some ugly losses to Florida State and Virginia, but their offense is really good, uh, led by sophomore quarterback Sam Howell. Well, and they just score a lot of points. Um, so, good quarterback, uh, really consistently uh, not just scores points, but gets the ball to his wide receivers. Uh, they got a couple good ones and then a couple good running backs, too. I mean, I'm really impressed by his uh, completion percentage. 68% has 23 touchdowns, six interceptions. And you mentioned those wide receivers. Uh, Deami Brown, 45 catches, eight touchdowns, averages 104 yards per game. Wide receiver Daz Newsom, 34 catches, four touchdowns. And then both running backs, Javon Williams and Michael Carter, averaging more than 100 yards rushing a game. Yeah, I mean, they're explosive. They are explosive all around in every way and this is again this is against an all ACC schedule mm -hmm. so um those are really impressive numbers then they have their defense and that's when they have their problems right and <laughs> well yeah they they just have a whole lot of trouble on defense uh generating any pressure with like a three or four man rush so then they have to take chances and and blitz and get aggressive and you know apparently that's where there's some mismatches with down the field throws now with uh, Notre Dame's kind of bigger wide receivers, tight ends, maybe a bit uh, a more favorable matchup. But, yeah, their offense is the story. I mean, they score a lot of points, and, and defensively, they they give up a lot. And this is the best quarterback they've faced all year. Uh, I mm -hmm. mean, Gulele may become, will become, I think, yeah. um, a, a phenomenal <laughs> quarterback. Uh, and he is already very, very good. Yeah. But – Howell is farther along. I mean, this will be the this will be the biggest test for the Notre Dame defense. Well, and they do a really good job with uh, wheel routes, a lot of like out and up um, things that isolate people. But again, we said that the defense last week, defense backs were making plays. It'll put pressure on those linebackers to uh, chase people around and make plays on the ball as well. It's weird doing a prediction and a preview for a game six days ahead <laughs> since we're usually doing it the day of, but Notre Dame on the bye this week, and they'll be at North Carolina on Friday uh, at 3.30. Uh, but what do you see happens in this one? What's your prediction? Um, I do think Notre Dame's going to uh, win. Um, I, I think 45-28, and even that's tough because – the, the fewest amount of points that North Carolina scored is 26. I mean, they've had 59, 56, so they can score. Uh, we're, we're right in the same range. I have Notre Dame winning 45 to 30. I think it's going to be a shootout, and I think this will be the biggest test for the Notre Dame defense so far this season. Real quick, IU, Ohio State, what do you Ooh, got today? That's tough. I, uh, yeah, I think Ohio State, but, man, this is a fun IU team to watch. That's for sure. Oh, let's have some fun. I'll go with IU. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen, but I'm going to pick IU. Why not? All right, that'll do it for Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays, Notre Dame FCU, where you bank does matter. For those in Michigan, we hope you can join us at noon today for St. Joe and Marion Girls Basketball and Redeemer Radio 95.7. We'll also video stream the game at facebook.com slash 95.7 sports. Thanks to our audio operator today, Ilya Glasman. For Kevin Downey, I'm Angel DiCarlo. Notre Dame off today. They play at North Carolina Friday at 3.30, so join us next Saturday. Saturday at 9 a.m. here on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays as we turn into a post-game show for one week instead of a pre-game show. We close out our pre-game in prayer with Father Nate Wills. Hi, this is Father Nate Wills. I'm a Holy Cross priest, a faculty member at Notre Dame's Alliance for Catholic Education, and one of the chaplains to the Notre Dame football team. 
This is a prayer that the players pray together at the end of our pregame Mass. Let us pray. Grant, we beseech you, O Lord our God, that we may enjoy continual health of mind and body, and by the glorious intercession of Mary our Lady, may we accept the joys and trials of this life and someday enter into eternal happiness. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Go Irish! This has been a presentation of Redeemer Radio Sports. Thanks for joining us for Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Enjoy today's game.